would like to welcome everybody back to the Footballers Family Podcast. And I am looking over uh, the Wildwood Valley parking lot here in Hurricane Mills. And I'm looking at the fact that tomorrow, this is recorded on Thursday, the 20th of April, that tomorrow we're going to have some bad weather. So if you don't like the weather in Tennessee, just wait, it will change. But I'm also know, knowing that a week from today, I will be right now it's 7 10 p.m central time i will be in my parents house in bon aqua tennessee with wildwood with uh well not wildwood that's where i am right now but buffalo wild wings in my hand my my parents dog in my lap and we will be watching the nfl network show the draft this has been a tradition of mine ever since it started coming on you know really was saturday and i could go back to 2008 as excuse me 2006 that's the year i watched it to see where jay cutler would go <clears throat> but when it's been on thursdays i made it clear that every year on thursday i watch when i wake up in the morning i will watch um draft day even though i know what's going to happen i will watch draft day i even bought on blu-ray so i can get the full experience of that movie um this year i'm going to finish my master's program that i have i have two more projects to do and i'm going to do it that day one of them and i'll be officially done thank goodness for the semester after that i probably will play some madden uh, maybe even get to the draft so i can do my own drafting and then drive over to bon Aqua, which is about <clears throat> about 40 minutes away from here and watch the draft until it's over at least the first round what are the titans going to do i know number one uh, with the Carolina Panthers, I know they better go after uh, they better go after Bryce Young. Uh, if they don't do that, then I think that they're going to be absolutely mistaken. C.J. Stroud is great, but I'm more familiar with Bryce Young because I watched a lot of Alabama games. I have watched several games of his, and he is awesome. Also, he advertises Dr. Pepper, so I'm cool with that. Houston Texans, what are they going to do? C.J. Stroud, more likely. Now, the third pick, there's been talk that my Titans are going to move up. If they do that, what would what would they do? My opinion, uh, if they move up, they should go after the Anthony Richardson kid out of Florida. I think he is. He will probably be the, uh, the diamond in the rough type stuff, which means if they do go after, if they do get the third pick and get Anthony Richardson, um, then they probably need to keep Ryan Tannehill for another year to let Anthony sit on the bench for for a year. I think that would be amazing. But what would you give up to move from number eleven to number three? I don't know. Um, obviously, you give up the number eleven pick, and you probably have to give up a couple more picks in in uh, this draft, or maybe one in the next draft. There's also been rumors that they may go and give up Derrick Henry. I don't know what you would do. This is Derrick Henry's last year uh, in his contracts. So what would you do? But anyway. You can be the GM and you can tell me what your team would like to do. What do you think your team would need? Titans really need a lot more than just a quarterback. I think, uh, I don't even know about Will Levis. I don't know people, I've been, I've never really watched a lot of Kentucky games. Uh, I don't know what he is. I don't know what he is, but I do know that if the Titans stay at number 11, there's talk of them getting another wide receiver. Uh, I like to think that they may go after an O-line guy. They, they need some O-line help. Uh, I don't know. What would you do? 
if you were in your GM's position, how would you do it? Speaking of which, Ernie Acorze. If you don't know who Ernie Acorze is, he was the guy in 1983 who made the trade that sent – well, he first – he was the Colts general manager, Baltimore Colts at the time. And John Elway said, I am not playing for the Colts. Well, Ernie Acorze got him, drafted him, and John Elway said, I'm not doing it. So he swung a trade. Ernie Acorze swung a trade to the Broncos, and John Elway went to the Broncos. Well, 21 years later, he's faced with a similar situation, although he is on the other side. Uh, he was the He was the GM for the New York Giants at the time. And the New York Giants uh, needed a quarterback, but they were faced with a situation that they could not necessarily get the one they wanted. They wanted Eli Manning. But Eli Manning went number one to the San Diego, then San Diego Chargers. Well, the San Diego Chargers, Eli Manning didn't want to play for him. I think his dad told him not to play for him. Whatever the case is, Eli Manning didn't want to play for the Chargers. He wanted to do anything but. So Ernie Corze talked to, I believe, A.J. Smith was at the time and said, I'll swing a deal. You get Phillip Rivers. Uh, we'll get Phillip Rivers, and then we'll trade. All right, well, what would you trade? Now, listen to this. The Giants got a third-round pick. Uh, excuse me, the Chargers got it, the, the, their pick, the Phillip Rivers pick. They also got the Giants' third-round pick in 2004, the Giants' first and fifth-round picks in 2005 so that's a lot now keep in mind the 2005 they gave up their first and fifth round picks would you do that well philip rivers had a better career in terms of numbers but eli manning won two super bowls what would you do would you be the one that would say i would take the super bowls over the numbers to me i would take the super bowls any day over the numbers I think that that's the best move. They made the right choice. Eli Manning may not have been the, the gaudiest win-loss record overall, but he had pretty good numbers too. But two Super Bowls in, in four years is hard to, to overcome and hard to say that it's bad. But notice, they gave up the first and third-round picks. So this particular, excuse me, third and, and fifth, or first and fifth-round pick, excuse me, this particular podcast, I didn't even realize this until I saw it on a video recently. The Giants in 2005 had five or four picks. To me, when I play in Madden, I love getting picks. I ended up downloading. I started the season in two that this the, the latest season. I traded Brian Tenney Hill off, got a got a pick. I, Malik Willis took us to the Super Bowl. Derrick Henry went nuts as always. And I ended up getting somehow getting the first overall pick. And I got Bryce Young. And he ended up taking us to several Super Bowls before he wanted about a $242 million contract that I tried to give it to him. And he said it wasn't enough. I said, well, we're going to trade you off. So we'll see how that works. I love accumulating picks because I love to see if I'm a good GM. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm not. I'm not. That's why I play the game on pro and not all Madden. Okay. Uh, but Ernie Corsay was given four picks because he traded off two more, including the first round picks. So what do you do? Basically, he ended up going for 
best available in the second, third, fourth, and sixth rounds. Now, I want you to listen to this. The sixth round was a guy named Eric Moore. Eric Moore did not serve much of a purpose for this particular story that we're talking about here. Eric Moore was more of, well, I'm sorry, there's not a play on words there. He was just their six-round pick. But the first three, the first three, Ernie Corsay had, I believe I'm quoting him in in this particular one. They may not have been home runs, but they were triples. Now, I was at Fulton County Stadium one time and saw Deion Sanders hit a triple. It was probably going to be a double, and Deion Sanders being stupid fast, uh, legged it into a triple. It was amazing. Triples are hard to come by. So to say something like this is a triple is to say that it was actually a good, these were good picks. The first one, pick number two, or round two, pick number 43 was a guy named Corey Webster. Corey Webster played for the LSU Tigers and was picked up to play defensive back for the, uh, for the Giants. He played from 2005 to 2013, started 93 out of 121 games with 20 interceptions. It's pretty good. That's pretty good considering he's not even a first-round pick. He, he had a long career. But the big thing is, and you're going to see this as a theme throughout, he played a big role in the 2007 and 2011 Super Bowls. He had 10 games started, 10 games played, two interceptions in 2007 playoffs with 34 tackles in all those four years. For a defensive back, that's pretty good. So when Arnie, of course, they picked him, you said, well, what are you going to do if you only have four picks? Well, you pick for need, but you also pick the best available. I think he's not joking. I mean, if you played that many years uh, from 2005 to 2013 and play in 121 games, that's pretty impressive. But it gets better from here. One of my favorite players for the Giants, I'm not a big Giants fan, but I do respect the Giants and I do – Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck. When I would play as the Giants on Madden, it was because I wanted to play Justin Tuck. He was the third-round pick, pick number 74. I want you to listen to this guy. This guy is insane. He came out of uh, Notre Dame. Um, he is a – he is he started 75 – or 147 games that he played. And out of those 147 games – he started 107. Now, he played two years for the Raiders, and I do remember that. But, again, 2007 and 2011, he played big roles in in the uh, Super Bowl, making it to the Super Bowl. In both of those years, in 2011, it was five sacks. In 2007, it was 10. Again, the defensive end, part of those uh, mired with injuries in 2011, which is part of that that particular that particular season where he started in 2011, he played in 12 games, started at 11 injuries kind of derailed him a little bit in that particular case. But when you look at Justin Tuck, Justin Tuck was such a force on the outside. He ended up his career. Let's see if I can find this number. And this is numbers pro football reference.com is where I'm getting it. He ended up with 66.5 sacks. Now, the reason why he dropped and Bernie, of course, I said he had a first round, great on him was because he had ACL tear. Uh, he had knee problems. That's why he dropped. So he took a flyer on him. 
you don't really see uh, the first couple of years for Justin Tuck. He really didn't do much. It was his third year in 2007 where he started to go off and become a better player. He started two games, played all 16, and that had the two 10 sacks. You team him up with Michael Strahan, and you see how just amazing that, that group of people could be. And it was the Giants' defense that made the biggest difference in that, in that team. Their offense was pretty good, but their defense was pretty solid. So when Ernie Corsay said that he got a triple with Justin Tuck, he's not joking again. But the last one that I want to talk about is the fourth-round pick, pick number 110, Brandon Jacobs out of Southern Illinois. This guy right here, I remember when I would play Madden. I, I love playing with this guy. He was six foot four, 264-pound running back. Good gosh. I mean, when you look at how big uh, Derrick Henry is, Brandon Jacobs, I think, is about an inch shorter, and that's about it. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ. Listen to this. Yeah, in his career, and let me see if I can pull down this number again on profootballreference.com if I can get rid of all these um, these pop-ups that want me to buy stuff. Uh, he he had in his career, some reason they gave me interceptions. Here we go. In his career, he rushed 1,141 times for 5,094 yards. But in 2011, didn't play that big a role. But 2007, he had over 1,000 yards rushing in their Super Bowl season. He did play one year uh, for San Francisco. But you look at his con- uh, how he contributed to the playoffs. In 2007 and 2011, he had 62 rushes in 2007 for 197 yards. In uh, 2011, it was 37 rushes for, for 164 yards. He was a bruiser of a back. That bruising back was what they played. He was pretty fast when he got in open field. But for the most part, he was that the down and dirty type of runner. He had uh, in, in the playoffs in those two seasons, he had four touchdowns. But when he went over, let's, let's go over here to regular season. He ended up with 60 touchdowns, which is pretty impressive. So when you look at this, just because you only have four draft picks, and maybe your team doesn't have that many draft picks in their in their uh, you know at their disposal. <clears throat> maybe they're like the uh, the Ra- the Rams and they mortgage their future to win the Super Bowl, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But if you are a GM faced with limited number of draft picks and you are staking your future on who you pick, Ernie of course they did that, and it paid off. He won them a Super Bowl. Actually, one of two, both of those play, both, all three of those guys played in both Super Bowls. What would you do, though, if you only had four picks and they were in later draft, or later rounds? What would you do? Next week, as you're watching the draft, be careful about what you wish for. I was hoping that John Robinson would make a splash and we get this great player. And we ended up losing the best player we had on our team. A.J. Brown, and I still – that's why he lost his job. He should never have traded A.J. Brown. Look at what he did when he played the Titans later on. He went nuts and probably should have won the Super Bowl this year or this past year. 
I don't know what Ram will do, but what would your GM do if he had four draft picks to do to pick from? And would those four make a big difference in your Super Bowl run? Thank you all for listening. Remember, like and subscribe and tell me what I could do better and tell me what I'm doing right. Just put the, leave me a review. Thank you and have a great day. And we have a new sponsor here at the Footballers Family Podcast. It's Manscaped. Support for the Footballers Family Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code FAMILY at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside the package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop revival toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and I dare say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and it also has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precision shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Now you thought that was good, but wait till you take your grooming game to another level. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the Weed Whacker nose and hair, ear hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary safe skin technology, which help reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Below the Waist Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Below the Waist Toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code FAMILY. That's get 20% off and free shipping with code family at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool with Manscaped.